Welcome to the Business in Vancouver podcast. I'm Tyler Orton. I'm Haley Wooden. And this podcast is brought to you by Manning Elliott Accounts and Business Advisors. Haley and I, we're going to talk about the business news that is catching our eye this early on in the week. Haley, why don't we start with you? Yeah, we, as we know, Canada has some of the most expensive cell phone plans, mobile plans around, but that's started to change a little bit. And this week, actually, in BC, Alberta, and Ontario, there is a new entrant into the market. It's Bell's Lucky Mobile, and they're offering plans that start at just $20 per month. How does that sound? Yeah, not too bad. I, I think the big key here is okay you got freedom mobile as well that's owned by shaw all the look all these like low budget carriers are all owned by the big guys anyways which is kind of funny but um (laughs) freedom mobile uh, they don't actually have a very good network though and i've spoken to like the founder of freedom which was formerly known as wind he even acknowledged like the network was not Mm -hmm. that great they're working on it they are trying to improve it but this is going to be on the Bell Network, which actually does have a much better network. They're offering like pretty low prices as well. So I, I do think that there is maybe an opportunity. If you've got Freedom coming up, you've got Bell offering this, mm-hmm. uh, and you've got the other guys like Kudo, you know, who, yep. what have you. There, there's other entrants in here. I, I just wonder if we're going to get, say, Rogers and Telus to ramp up their offerings even more in order to compete with Bell. You think that they're going to have to. This is the way that Shaw's decided to go, Bell's decided to go. Yeah. Um, undercutting themselves maybe but another way to look at it would be you know reaching a demographic that maybe wouldn't have been able to afford their other plans that they have uh, it's rolling out i mentioned the three provinces 17 zones of coverage metro vancouver is included if you want data you're looking at 40 dollars a month starting out so that 20 dollar a month mark very appealing but you're not going to get any data with that yeah okay and this is something that's curious so how often do you actually just make phone calls on your cell phone nowadays? Outside of work, very, very rarely. Maybe yeah. to call a family member on a special occasion. Normally it's texting. Normally it's email. Normally it's visits in person, to be honest. I know. Like I actually text people before I call them, I'm like friends or family. I'm just like, <laughs> hey, is it an okay time to call you? Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it feels it's kind unnatural of, and intrusive to call someone. It, it really does. <laughs> so the, the fact is that they're offering like, Phone calls, yeah, twenty dollars for a, a calling plan. Yeah, not so much use to the average Joe, I would assume, just based on how people's habits have changed so much. Especially if you're looking at who these plans might appeal to, millennials, for example, not the biggest callers, but you also might have people on the the other end, um, maybe who didn't have a cell phone before, seniors who might love yeah. unlimited calling. That's it. <laughs> we give my grandparents unlimited calling. Whoa, boy. <laughs> Stand out, watch oh, out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> be all over that. Anyway, it's a it's a an interesting development. It's here in BC, so we'll see how it rolls out and uh, how that goes for them. Yeah, you know what? Why don't we talk about uh, if we're going to go down the low cost company road? Uh, Flair Airlines, BC based company that is the low cost, ultra low cost carrier. Mm-hmm. Um, they are actually eliminating carry on baggage fees. These are not the checked baggage fees. They would actually charge you $30 for a carry-on bag, but in time for the holiday traveling season, they're going to get rid of that. So the whole business model for these ultra-low-cost carriers, the way they work in other jurisdictions is they pretty much nickel and dime you for every little ancillary cost you could imagine. Sure. Like, say, just a carry-on bag, for example. Um, any little, like there, there would not be any free peanuts, for example. It's, mm-hmm. If you want something, you're paying for it for example. So they're going to get rid of this. Uh, we do have executives saying like, yeah, we've spoken to customers about this. 
So we're going to try something different, which tells me a lot of people are probably uh, disinclined to maybe get these low-cost uh, tickets if they're getting nickel and dimes so much. And I, it's kind of a weird way to go about this business model that actually does function in other countries or in other jurisdictions, like, say, the European Union, for example. Yeah, I mean, I'm, they have to nickel and dime you in order to get their flight ticket costs lower. They need to yeah. make up for that lost revenue somewhere. Yeah. It is really appealing, though. I mean, I'm not planning on traveling or flying anywhere over the holidays. But, you know, if you're headed somewhere that Flair flies uh, or based in Kelowna, you know, you it seems a little appealing. It's a, it's a nice thing to have, and especially at the holidays. People are going to be bringing extra bags. You have to imagine if you're flying somewhere, you're bringing gifts. So maybe maybe it'll go go a little ways. I don't know. Yeah, it's curious, though, because we do have Flair Airlines. They're going to try to stand out from the competition a little bit. Uh, WestJet Swoop is going to hit the, I was going to say airwaves, but uh, that's with regards <laughs> to television. Now, they're going to hit the air uh, next summer. Uh, Canada Jetlines, they're also preparing for launch. They're going to be charging these carry-on bag fees as well. So at least Flair will be standing out a little bit from the competition. And this podcast is brought to you by Manning Elliott Accountants and Business Advisors. Manning Elliott has been providing expert accounting, assurance, business advisory, tax and valuation services to businesses in the lower mainland and Fraser Valley since 1952. If you're serious about taking your business and brand to the next level, if you want an accounting firm that'll be there to help you every step of the way, Give Manning LA Accounts and Business Advisors a call at 604-714-3600 at 604-714-3600 or else check them out on their website at manningelliot.ca. Haley, what else is catching your eye in business news this week? Well, there's some international news. Of course, Prime Minister Trudeau is in China this week on his second official visit to the country as Prime Minister. He went last fall. This time around, it was widely expected we were maybe going to see the launch of free trade talks with China. It's been talked about quite a bit. There have been four rounds of exploratory talks, sort of dancing around the issue, not officially and formally engaging in free trade talks. It didn't happen. And I think there's some debate as to what exactly went wrong. Trudeau has been clear previously that it has to be the right time for Canada to embark down this path. Uh, They're not going to bend to uh, to any sort of issues that Canada doesn't feel it should discuss. For example, human rights and environmental issues have been important to Canada. That has been an issue potentially with engaging with China, not just for Canada, but other countries around the world. China has made it clear they're willing to engage on these issues, but it just doesn't seem like this trip is, well, it's not the time that free trade talks will be launched. So interesting. We'll see if and when these talks happen. It seems inevitable, but now is not the time. Yeah, we spoke to UBC professor John Reese. He's over at the Sauter School of Business, and he said it was curious just how ambivalent Canada seems to be in recent months, I should say, with regards to free trade. Of course, uh, Justin Trudeau, he backed out of the revised TPP that was uh, going forward to the other 11 countries uh, last month. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also have NAFTA renegotiations going on right now. And I don't know, would you say that's, we're making a lot of headway there with those. So you <laughs> no. just kind of wonder where free trade is for Canada at this point. I pose this question uh, to John Reese, though. Would it not make sense for Canada to have as many free trade options going right now when you consider NAFTA? If NAFTA falls, would you not want to be able to have access to those markets uh, that are in, say, the TPP? 
or else be quite far along with negotiations with China for a free trade agreement there as well. I, I mean, yeah. it, it seems kind of like an obvious strategy, but for whatever reason, we are just not getting that with the current government. It's curious, too, because Canada has been quite vocal about enhancing their trade and economic ties with Asia. We only have one formal trade agreement in the region, and that's with South Korea. China has been talked about quite a bit, and that would be a massive deal. But yeah, you mentioned the TPP-11 Canada uh, flip-flopping on that a little bit, a bit of a political scandal related to that too. It, it doesn't seem like they're as keen as maybe they should be, but I, who knows what goes on in the back rooms in these discussions around the decision-making tables, just like NAFTA. Lots been happening publicly. It seems like all parties are very far apart. Could be a slightly different story around the negotiating table, but it doesn't seem like we've made much progress on that file. Yeah. Well, if we uh, look at what else is going on in business news, Shoppers Drug Mart, uh, they're one step closer to offering medical marijuana to its customers. Uh, they just inked a five-year deal with Afria Incorporated. It's going to see that cannabis producer supply it with 12 different products. Health Canada still needs to approve this deal, so nothing's set in stone just yet. But if and when it does go forward, it'd have to be through online sales because, of course, pharmacies, pharmacists can't actually distribute or dispense medical marijuana at this point. Yeah, and that seems to be at least the existing model, the mail order system that for all intents and purposes seems to work well. We've had guests on the radio show talk about how it is a pretty solid system. I know Loblaws has been very keen on seeing shoppers drug mart or other pharmacies be distributors of medical marijuana sort of in the new system. So it's uh, curious to see this deal. It would be a big deal if it gets approved, I think. Yeah. I'm. You mentioned Loblaws is very interested in shoppers pursuing this. Remember, I think just a month or two ago, shoppers even put out a job posting for a medical marijuana brand manager. Right. Yeah, that's you know, right. They, they are absolutely investing in this market. So I, I, I don't know. It's going to be fascinating to see what comes to fruition. I look, there's so many debates going around province to province about what to do with the recreational side of cannabis once it goes into practice next year. I think there's still some kinks that need to be worked out with the medical marijuana side of things as well. Yeah, sounds like it. And I know, uh, obviously, from a company, Loblaw's standpoint, I know the argument they've made is that, well, you know, pharmacists, and even though it won't be in store sales, there's the expertise they're dealing with other quote unquote drugs that are legal. So we'll see if they if they win out, but it would certainly be a, a massive distribution system that they this company would be buying into. Absolutely. And this podcast was brought to you by Manning Elliott Accountants and Business Advisors. Haley, if anybody wants to find you online, what's the best way to do so? Please head on over to BIV.com to connect with us and read more business news, listen to more business news. And if you want to connect with me personally, you can head on over to Twitter. My handle is at Haley Wooden. What about you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Reporton. That's R-E-P-O-R-T-O-N. And I want to thank everybody for listening to this edition of the Business in Vancouver podcast. 